You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Camp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. In this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, we're going to continue our part two of great leads and discovering which ones to use when. But before we get into that, Bobby and I are going to have a little quick chat, and she once again has a question for me and is going to surprise me. So, Bobby, what am I answering today? <laughs> All right, Kimberly, what is your favorite app on your phone and why? Oh, jeez. I have to pick a favorite? <laughs> you do have to pick a favorite. Uh, so or give me your top three, but start with your favorite. My favorite. Okay. You know, I think I'm going to pick uh, one related to work. So okay. my favorite app on my phone is called Focus at Will. And it, I think I need that. You think you need that? Uh, we've actually talked about it before. Um, it's an app that you can set a timer for to get music background noise, any kind of uh, audio, auditory something or other you want mm -hmm. that changes to increase your productivity. And it adapts to you personally because every time you, you do a session, uh, then you say how useful or not useful it was and you can, you can change the intensity on it. So I use that easily three or four times a day to, to do focus <laughs> sessions for work. <laughs> so uh, that's one of my faves and it's one of the few apps I've ever paid for. So yeah, definitely one of my favorites. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So I, I like Kindle okay, yeah. because not, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily a prolific reader, but I like to have a, a ton of books around and, you know, I'll read like little snippets of them and, and Kindle's a good way to, to get that done. But I think probably my favorite app, um, while Kindle is definitely ranks up there, my favorite app is actually Evernote. Um, okay, yeah. a, a, it's a, a, you know, a note, note taking app and, and, their ability to help me stay as organized as my jumbled brain sometimes can be. I just have to search for something and it lists all the different notes. So their search feature is pretty, pretty good. And if you understand how to use it properly or you do little things like, you know, every time I have a note, I almost hashtag it. And so that I can classify it. And when I look for it, you know, so I can, type in this in the search bar conference and then all the notes that I had from what, you know, conferences that I've been to can pop up and I don't have to organize it necessarily other than in the note while I'm writing, just make sure that there's something there. Very intriguing. You essentially picked two cheater. I did. I did. Well, I told you, you know, your favorite, but then I said top three and then I only <laughs> did two. I can cheat. I asked the question. Um, <laughs> And what's interesting about that, this in general is while the question was slightly indirect, the answer was very direct and then a why. And that gets us into moving into our topic about direct, direct different, you know, different direct types of leads. Because when you ask a question, you know, what's your favorite app? There's a presupposition there, which means that you actually have an app on your phone. And or that you have a phone that can use apps. Yes, or that you have a phone that you can use apps and that one is automatically your favorite. And then the first thing that you do is you give me the name of something. And so therefore it was very direct in, first of all, the question generated a direct something that we then turn, could turn into a lead that could, you know, obviously generate into more and more farther down the line and ultimately being paid uh, for whatever <laughs> product or service that is. Yeah, today we're talking about the direct types of leads, which are ones that go much more into the solution and the product and then who you are specifically inside of the, the, the difference, differentiation of products. 
And if you missed it, our last episode was about indirect leads and how to introduce your audience to the idea of your topic if they are unaware of who you are, what you do, or what you offer. So Bobby, what is the first type of lead we're going to talk about for direct leads? All right. We're going to talk today about the problem solution lead at first. Just a reminder, what we're doing is we're going through the book, Great Leads by Michael Masterson and John Ford. And we're breaking, we're we're kind of, we're summarizing the different types of leads that they talk about in this book. So um, again, we'll put the, the link to the book in the show notes. And if you're interested, and I truly think that everybody should have this book, it's truly amazing. All the information that they go into, we'll put the link in the show notes on where you can go ahead and get it. And reading directly from, um, from the book on the type of lead of a problem solution, uh, the book says, this is the classic hot button approach where you delay any talk of the product at first and instead lead off by identifying your prospect's biggest, most emotionally charged and relevant issue. Promises related to the product immediately follow. All right. Promises related to the product immediately follow. And, you know, that's a really great uh, starter point for us because as I was talking about Focus at Will, it's an app all about helping with productivity. And, you know, a great problem solution is scatterbrained, unable to focus, too many things to, too many things to do, not enough time to do them. What if you could, you know, focus your mind for short bursts moving on, right? As- exactly. Yeah. So you talk about the problem. And then you go, you know, into the solution, you know, so that could be something along the lines of struggling to lose weight. What if you could lose two to three pounds easily without diet or exercise, right? You know, that's one, you know, in in the health niche, but it talks about that problem and the more specific and kind of like knife stabbing your problem is for your customers, the better this problem solution type lead works. And that requires you to understand them, which we've, you know, obviously we've talked about in many episodes in in the past, but the more heart-wrenching your problem is, and you can create heart-wrenching problems in every and any industry. It's all about what is it that motivates somebody to find, to, to, to solve. And, and if you think about your product as a solution to the problem, that's where this problem solution lead comes in. Exactly. I mean, as I've said before, I work with a lot of software companies and one of the companies I worked with, they have this great series of videos and it's about Mr. Hotelier. And Mm -hmm. it's this poor guy and he's in his, you know, 1940s pajamas with a little hat on his head. (laughs) Or I guess it's like early 1900s. I'm not really sure. And it shows like his regular evening where, you know, Uh He has to get up every 20 minutes. He can never fall asleep because somebody always needs something. And the solution is to have an automated kiosk to check in late night guests. But his problem is he can't ever get enough sleep. He's always tired and he, he's never able to take a night off, essentially. Um, and it, it's just a fun series of videos. Uh, but, you know, uh-huh. that's a problem solution. That's really, really deep, right? Not being able to sleep at night because you always have to get up. Absolutely you know, relating it to what you offer, having an automated solution, but not necessarily introducing the products yet, right? You're just talking about, here's your big problem, here's a solution, and then we're going to move on to how that solution is related to what I'm offering. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, can easily tie this in with, you know, a lot of our listeners, 
you have all of this marketing that's out there and you're throwing money left and right at your marketing, but maybe you're not converting or maybe you're not seeing a return on your ad spend. And that's where understanding the nuances of persuasion and how to use your words properly to get your, your prospects through to become buyers is really important. And if you want to know how to do that, my website's linked in our show notes. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And so that's where kind of that problem solution can work for people. So the, and that, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the different stages of awareness. Problem solution lead is much more direct. Um, it's part of why it's on the direct side and your prospects are actually prospects because they know there is a problem and they may not necessarily know that there is a solution or they may know that there is a solution. And that's where this problem solution really can tie in together. Awesome. So we've talked about problem solution, which is for people who are more problem aware and or solution aware. What is the next lead that we're going to chat about? All right. This lead is the promise lead. And this, uh, our, our book goes and says, this might be the most common type of lead that you'll see. It's only slightly less direct than the offer lead in that the product usually isn't mentioned as early, but it still opens with your product's best and biggest claim. In a classic promise ad, the big promise is your headline, your first line, and often your last line too. Increase your direct bookings by 45% within 30 days. Yes. It's a great, <laughs> great promise lead. You know, double your ROI in 30 days or less. Yeah. Increase cart spend by 30% in five emails. Yes. Save five hours a week by outsourcing your copywriting. There you go. You know, so th these, uh, they're promises. It's what does your product or service do for the person? What are you solving for? What is, it's, it's that, it's a solution. Yeah, it's, it's what are you solving for? It's this promise, the big deliverable that you can get your clients or customers. Work 30% less while doing 50% more. <laughs> yes, I, and I mean, and these like this, like, like our blurb says, is probably the most common type of lead. The problem with this being the most common type of lead is it is assuming that the person who's reading it knows that there is a solution to their problem. Exactly. And, and we've talked about this before, especially in our Stages of Awareness episode, is that 1% to 3% of people who land on anything, right? If we're talking a sales call, we're talking your website, we're talking a blog post, we're talking your actual page to sell your product, whatever it is, on average, you're going to get about 1% to 3% of people who are ready to buy now. But the rest of them are not ready to buy. They're not in that most aware stage. They're in a different stage. So the people who are in that, that solution aware or product aware stage, uh, they're a bigger percentage than the most aware, but still they're not that, that huge percentage. So uh, you'll see a lot of people who use a, a promise type lead who are sending it out to the wrong audience. And that is something mm -hmm. to be aware of. Um, you, you know, you know the, the one, uh, so it, it, sorry, words, I do this for a living. Um, <laughs> one of the worst places I've seen that mixes promise leads and offer leads, which we'll get to here in just a moment. And it doesn't necessarily hit the mark of the audience that they're sending out to are those Val packs. You get them in the oh, mail. Yes. Right. Um, and, and 
they come to everybody's mailbox. If you Everyone's are yeah. pretty much, and I, I think I can say this was pretty fair confidence, pretty high confidence level, that if you live in the United States <laughs> and you have an address of <laughs> any kind, you have gotten a Valpac at least once in your life, if not every month or whenever it is that they send it out. And so you open it up if you do, right? And you, you know, as, you know, as marketers tend to do, we open everything. But open all the junk mail because that's the best stuff. <laughs> exactly. You leaf through it and almost everything in there is promise lead or offer lead. It's telling you how you can say, you know, that, that like all of the fantastical promises we just kind of rattled off here or, or it goes into the offer lead, which we'll get into here in just a moment. But it goes to a massive level of households. And so there's a big misconnect, you know, of their audience and, and kind of who it is that they're marketing to in the way that they're marketing to, in my opinion. Now, I don't know the results of Valpac. I don't know if that works for them and their businesses or any of that type of stuff. And if it works, great, don't change that. But <laughs> without knowing that backend data, I think they're mis- I believe that a lot of the marketers in those packs are massively missing a good chunk of the audience that they're being sent to. Yeah. My favorite part about getting those Val packs is that half the time, like they'll have the name of the company and they'll say, you know, what the promise is, or they'll say whatever the discount and offer is, right? I don't know what the company sells. Yeah. Or there's no call to action. I, I've seen so many of them. I see the name. The name does not imply the product, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but what's this for? Like, oh, 50% off. Okay, maybe, but what's it for? I'm too lazy to like go and look them up online or, or uh, to be fair, a lot of people who send out Valpac stuff, they don't really have a presence online or if they have a presence, it's very minimal and it's hard to find exactly what it is they do. But it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you gave me your name. You gave me my, my promise, but what do you sell? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we could probably take an entire episode and just dive into the next Val pack that comes to the house. That would be, that would be an interesting one. We should, we should probably do that. Um, We should. Anyways. uh, So moving on to the most direct of all lead types. And And we we talked about this and our final lead type. And we hinted about this certainly in our last episode or, you know, part one of this is the offer lead. And According to the book, Great Leads, an offer lead is, this is a direct appeal that goes straight to deal. Offer leads almost always mention the product, the price, discounts, premiums, guarantees, and other related deal elements very early in the lead, if not in the headline. An invitation type of lead that opens by asking a prospect to become a member or try a product is more su- is a more subtle variation on the classic offer lead. Yeah, and uh, I see offer leads all the time. Buy and, two, know, get one free. Buy two, get one free. And another another big one, which is very interesting to me, that you will see is, again, we're talking about how many people assume that those who land on their website are ready to buy. So like on hotels, right? 10% off if you book direct. That's, you know, that's everywhere. It's everywhere you see, right? Mm-hmm. Or the biggest, the biggest culprit, I guess you could say, is Groupon, right? Oh, you, you buy oh. once. You buy once from Groupon and you get daily emails. And half the time, the highlighted option 
like, oh, look, you can save uh, 70% on this is not even in the same category of what you bought the first time. Mm-hmm. I buy a massage <laughs> and suddenly I am getting tons and tons of emails letting me know about dentists in my area. <laughs> like, Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the high road and I'm just going to leave Groupon right where it's at and move on. Uh, (laughs) Almost all businesses know how to make this type of lead. It is, you see it and Pizza Hut will, oh no, was it Papa John's that said, you know, during uh, football season for, especially in your local area that you get was it a free number of toppings? You get the number of toppings for every goal that's scored if your team wins or you can double it. Like there's, it's very related, very product uh, aware and very relevant to what's going on, you know, or you can get get one free, the Um, half off, the BOGOs, the, um, I mean, just in your face, buy, you know, buy this for this price or this discounted price or, you know, guaranteed 90 day return period or, you know, all of it, almost every business knows exactly how to make this type of lead. Exactly. We've got something similar. Uh, we have the Cardinals here. And uh, if they score six runs or more, you get 50 cent drinks the next day at all mobiles. Yeah. Who the- cares if they win? Six, six runs or more. <laughs> Fantastic, right? And, and it is. It's very direct. It's very, um, like, like it says, like, like our blurb says, the product is, is almost always directly referenced. And if not directly, it's like the next line uh, and it's, it's very listed up front. And the biggest problem with these types of leads on general in, in general in marketing is people have to know who you are and have to like really, really, really want what you're, what you're buying in order for this lead to be massively effective. Now, don't get me wrong. It is very effective when your audience is right and primed for it. Exactly. And as, as Bobby talked about in the last episode, she's a huge fan of, uh, of Apple, right? Every other year, new Apple, new iPhone comes out, she's buying it. So direct offer leads work for her, but uh, uh, a great way for businesses to use offer leads is for repeat customers, right? Absolutely. Once somebody buys from you, a, an offer lead works really well because they already like what you have. Now, again, that has to be done in the right way. As we were talking about Groupon Mm kind of doesn't necessarily do it in the right way, but if somebody is already a customer offer leads are great, they've bought from you before, uh, even in services, right? You, uh, have created a lead generation funnel for somebody before, uh, Mm -hmm. you know what, maybe they're interested in creating a a next step to that lead gen or a nurture sequence or whatever. I mean, those are the best types of ways to use that that offer lead. But Absolutely. as we've talked about, you know, you need to have people who already know who you are, already know what the problem is, already know what the solution is, already know about your product, and they're just looking to buy. That's that one to three percent who are like, you know what, I want to buy now. Where is it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, I mean, one of the ways that I use this for my clients is, is repeat clients tend to get a, a slight bit of a discount mm-hmm. or I'll throw something else in to make a better package deal for repeat customers um, and that type of stuff. And so it's very easy for me to say, you know, work with you, we'll work with you once on this project price, but 
you know, maybe it's a 5, 10, 15% discount depending on the size of the project for any additional work after that based on whatever my pricing is. And it's just a great way to say this is the offer or, you know, hey, if we, you take this and this is our project and then we do another repeat project, maybe I'll throw in a couple extra X, Y, or Z depending on what it is that, that they need at the time. Yeah, and, and I do something similar. A lot of times it's like if I have a new service or a new uh, a new strategy option that I'm, I'm launching, it'll be like, okay, so you've done it before, let's talk, you know? Uh, it's basically like, hey, I've got this new thing, it, it really works, it, it relates to that other thing that we did together this mm-hmm. way, here's the offer, right? Here's yeah. the offer. And, 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 and it's, this is really good, like if you're liquidating, right? So liquidating products, and which is something that the physical world, you know, physical product world deals with. I mean, how many times have you heard car salesmen say, oh my God, the new models are in, we have to get rid of the old models. Mm -hmm. And so the old models are discounted and all that type of stuff. There's a reason why, but it's a direct offer. These are 50% off because we have the new models in and we have to make room for them. Absolutely. So you've been listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we talked about the most direct lead openings and how to make them work for your copy. Check out our past episodes and visit us at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you have a topic or would like to appear on our show, please get in touch with us by filling out the contact form. And don't forget to subscribe either at chattingwithcopywriters.com or on your favorite podcast service such as iTunes or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and leave us a review.